Yeah, yeah, let's go. Overrated, underrated? Yeah. Reverse oh. hyper. Oh, damn, you're giving me these hard ones. No, I would say it's underrated. I think All right. It, yeah, I think the reverse hyper is underrated in, in regards to speed because what it can do for... What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Garage Strength Podcast, formerly known as the yeah. Master of Sport Podcast. But we'll, we'll, the Garage Strength Podcast will turn you into a master of sport. Yes, one. You will get your black belt. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think we should we should just recap that Master of Sport, Masters of Sport, came from the Soviet system of becoming a sport master or achieving mastery in that specific sport. But we've gotten uh, hammered a little bit and we've thought sort of in the back end like let's try to clarify yeah. uh, for the audience and everybody out there this is the garage strength strength garage strength podcast on strength training yeah. on sport mastery on sports performance and how to do all that cool stuff and some pop culture discussion like, once in a thing here at the end of the podcast. early on everyone hated it when we talk about that <laughs> they were like oh they do all this stuff it's like yeah we have other interests too like you and personally i'm gonna say like you find music like a muse from other mediums yes, to yeah, impact yeah, for sure the creativity and how you can think about something and else what you're doing and yeah i agree with that like and i mean that's why i watch a lot of youtube yes yeah, the be and the better you get at connecting multi disciplines from like into your discipline yeah it makes it more creative and from odd angles too and like how to think about stuff like it just helps so whatever haters yeah you can hate we're gonna just keep rock and rolling um yeah dane i need you to imagine something okay an open field in front of you everyone's yelling and you're running as fast as you can. Okay. And you're going and you're keeping your speed. You're slowing down the slowest. Blast impulsing down the field, feet hitting. Boom, <laughs> boom, boom. You might see an end zone there. You might see a soccer net with just yeah. the goalie. It may be a, a basketball a, rim with no one there. I hope there's not a basketball rim there. <laughs> but you know what? You don't get there. You get tackled from behind. Someone gets in front of you and you don't have that basically open net shot. You go up for that dunk and lo and behold, someone blocks it. And you're just too slow. You're not fast enough. Okay. How do we go in a month and get fast enough so that doesn't happen? Ooh, in a month. This is interesting because I actually talked to you about this a little bit yeah. before we came up. I think... I. I mean, first, I, th I I like to break this down into what is, okay, you got a month. Let's say you, you've got four weeks and you've got to run, uh, you know, in this case, 40 yards faster. Yeah. You know, to make it as simple as possible. I think the, the first thing I look at is, okay, I have to identify, I like to compartmentalize that speed into like two or three areas. So I have to have a little bit quicker first step. Is this the like acceleration drive phase? You yeah, get yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now let me let me get into that though. But I I go a little quicker first step, and then you know to keep it simple, if we just go those two things for anybody who doesn't know phases of the sprint, it'd be the start, 
it'd basically be start acceleration and then just try to hang on for dear life yeah it starts what six steps yeah six to seven steps basically and that'll take you that can make and break you though yes and in 100 take, meters especially in 40 yards 100 percent. yeah and that'll take you through 20 to 22 yards so that's like the first thing that i like to to think about and then if i've only got four weeks that's the second thing i have to think about is what's the time constraint so if i have a time constraint that means things have to be very specific so if things are going to be really specific um that means i have to do specific work i have to do sprints i have to run i have to you know do things that are going to cater to that so then the next step would be okay how how frequently should i do specific stuff and then how frequently should i do non-specific stuff and what non-specific stuff will have a large trade-off and so that's how i like to look at that lens and and actually you know i i i don't know if i should go into what i was talking to you about earlier go for it man okay so earlier i had told earl that in the um i have the book right here hang on oh he's getting a book some fancy so in the the journal of applied biomechanics yeah so this has uh, this just came out okay this is the april edition right here and we've got the activity distribution among the hamstring muscles during the nordic hamstring exercise and basically what they do it's a multi-channel uh surface emg where they were studying in what they like like electronically they like monitor stuff that's yeah, they what the put, EMG is right yeah they put six sensors on each muscle so the biceps femoris which is the largest hamstring muscle semitendinosus and the semimembranosus semitendinosus the second biggest semimembranosus is like the smaller one and these are the three hamstring, hamstring muscles they, they encompass the hamstrings and so they've they've done research on um the biceps femoris is like 90% of the time the, the muscle that gets hurt in hamstring issues. And so they've then done EMGs to see if you focus on the eccentric portion and if you go through this uh, on a Nordic hamstring exercise and you, you make the semitendinosus stronger. The eccentric motion is when you can put the most amount of load yes. on a muscle as yeah. well too. Yeah, and that's when you be like upright and you and start it gets, to go forward. It gets longer. The muscle gets longer, yes. right? Yes, yes. And so as that works over time, the this is doing the Nordic curl. Sorry, yeah, I just keep interrupting just during the Nordic curl as that improves over time, as the semitendinosus gets stronger and catches the disparity. So the reason why is there a ratio disparity or like it just gets as big or close to if I remember it now, I've only read it once so far, but I, I read it pretty in depth. If I remember it was like it was like increasing so like the standard would be like 61 percent active to the biceps femoris so it's, there's a ratio then it's, it's like trying for. to close that gap so it's like a five to three so yeah that's and if you could make it five to four if the whole okay. ar- argument here was if you use the nordic to close that gap because it does put such a load on the semitendinosus that in turn you will be less likely to injure the biceps femoris and you won't injure the rest of your hamstrings, so you'll stay healthier longer. The, so that's the argument that they're making. And and based off of other research, it probably would hold up. Uh, and they and it's a pretty in depth study. It's like it's like sixteen weeks, if I remember. And there's a, a oh wow, and it's pretty third decent. of a year. Yeah, it's well tra- not well trained, but like collegiate basketball players. So, so legit athletes. Yeah. Yes. Probably the most athletic 
if you ask me, basketball players Basket- are probably the most athletic in and soccer in the, players I in think. the NCAA. Yeah, you know, at bare bones, there's a lot of scrub football players that just go out for football. Yeah, well, a- across all divisions, but football division you can, one, you're different. Football, but. you can like hide out too. You can specialize. Yeah, like yeah, those. That's true. Those other sports, like basketball, your specialization, you like it's there, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't work out so as much. Like. There's so, only five people on a basketball team. There's it's a glaring 22. Like, if you suck. Yeah. <laughs> and so going back to this is like I would use uh, – so I wanted to I wanted to say uh, right away, I would go, okay, now – This is to get faster. Yeah, I got four weeks. So One. I just went through the lens. I know the phase. I know we've got to be specific. I know we've got to do general movements to also make sure we don't get hurt. So I'd start with the Nordic as like, all right, this is a general movement. And a single leg squat, and I would probably literally keep it. I'm trying to think. Maybe in the weight room, I probably would do a power snatch for the start, single leg squat, and the Nordic, and then uh, that would be one one day, and then another day we would do a power snatch, and we would do a Nordic again, and then we would do plyometrics, and then three days a week, I would have a specific sprint schedule, like speed based schedule that I would try to follow. See. It's crazy. You like read my mind with this script because what I wanted to ask is like what technical coordination movements would you okay. use and what absolute strength movements would you use? Yeah. Like, And you right away, I'm using a single leg squat. Yeah. And I wasn't even going to ask about the accessory movements till the third. And you're like Nordic hamstring curls, like almost getting catapulted to the beginning. Yeah. And we're doing that every time we would go in the gym, but I would probably only go in the gym twice, maybe three times. And I would then I would lay out how I would, I would look at, all right, week one, we're going to work. We're going to work, but we got to make sure that we we don't overwork. So you don't get hurt. Week two, we're going to push hard. First two workouts in week three, we're going to go really, really, really hard. The third workout will start to, this is out on the track or out where I could lay out what I would be doing sprint wise. Then the third one, I would start to back off with volume. And then that fourth week, I would try to cut back to about 65% of what we did the previous three weeks. So this is almost like a specialty program, the way you would set 100%, this up with the yeah. one month. Yeah. And what I heard through that was we hyper-focus in yep. and select our movements very like it's two days, right? Yep. You know which movements you're doing those two days. Yep. And that's your next four weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. On those 100%. days. Power snatch or a high hang power snatch, power snatch off of a box. Single leg squats. Is that how you would vary like day one, day two? Yeah, and, and single leg squat. We would do like maybe early on we would do a couple doubles, a couple triples because we don't want to get too sore. So if we do doubles and triples, that'll keep us from getting overly sore. If we were doing like sets of seven on single leg squat, you wouldn't be able to walk. Yeah. Uh, especially with the volume from the sprints. So I would keep that a little bit heavier, but then I would also do unbroken like doubles or unbroken triples. All right. If I don't have a single leg rack because I didn't go to Garage Strength Equipment and buy one, yeah, where do I go to? Do, what's the exact website? You know it. GarageStrength.com. And if you click on equipment, you yeah. can get the single leg roller and pad, and you can pick that up at Garage Strength. You know, I, I would just get it because it makes it so much easier to do these things, and you will be way more stable in your knee joint and your, faster too. Yeah, way faster. But if you don't do that, which shame on you. you could what could you like do a, instead? You could use a bench. You could put your, but the bench is elevated by like oh, yeah, 12 that, inches. It's so hard. And then, and then you don't have anything to touch either. What if I was like, I'm going to do lunges. They look similar. Would you tell me I'm messing up? I would say it's like a half-ass version. Okay. Yeah. 
I, so I'm messing up. I should just buy the single I leg roller yeah, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, with the because you will have a, you, you sort of cheat forward a little bit. Okay. That's the whole thing too is like. It, it, Wait, explain that to me. What do you mean by cheat forward? On a lunge. If we're doing like a walking lunge, we might yeah. cheat a little bit too much and get. With a, the trunk? Yeah. Which in the. Not that it's cheating in a bad way, but you might load a little differently than I would want you for just a four week time frame. Okay. That's where I would say is like, I want to focus really on those four weeks and that front foot will be pretty lengthened. Uh, on the single leg pad i wanted to point out even that we've had people and if you if if you use peak strength we've had athletes football players that just do single leg squats based off of how they program how we program inside of peak strength we're like dude i'm just cleaning i'm just doing these single leg squats and i'm getting faster and that's another big aspect which this podcast is brought to you by peak strength if you head over peak strength.app the google play store or the apple ios store you can download that today you get seven free days of training and if you don't like it in those seven free days you can cancel at any time but that would hinder you from attaining your peak strength so that's i did want to throw that in there all right next question then so we're using technical coordination movement sounds like a snatch and a snatch variation mm-hmm powers or are we going fulls with that? i would just do powers okay and then absolute strength single leg squats yep. throughout vary it through reps mostly and unbroken or not so yeah. and the point of that is from a durational strength characteristic the un the unbroken simulates either the power 15 plus or a sustained impulse type of movement, yeah, yeah, yes. which is beneficial to running over 40 yards yes all right um and then what about do we use what accessory movements? Well, like we're using the Nordic hamstring curl. Yeah, we're using that. But do we use anything else? I would throw in some plyometric stuff. Okay. So, what that, about reflexive strength movements too? Would we use those? I, yes, I would use something like a uh, like a do dumbbell. your plyometrics first. Okay. So, so what I would do is two days would be straight speed work that we would be either on a track, on a hill, and with a sled. Okay. So that would be two days. The third day, we would do some type of just general sprint technique at like 70 to 80%, and I would do plyometrics after that. Okay. So the plyometrics after that might be skips for distance. This is the stuff in addition to those two days in the weight room. Yes. So let's, I mean, I could lay out those three days. We'll get to that. Okay. So on that third day, let's say you do, let's say day three, you do like 620s or 640s. You sprint 640s, you rest about five to seven minutes, and then I would do skips for distance. I'd probably throw in single leg bounds or home hurdle hops. Um, and then along with those home hurdle hops, I would probably do some single leg stair jumps. Oh, that sounds like a great way to transition into overrated, underrated today. Oh. <laughs> well, do you want me to do the first two days, though? Uh, uh, let me just throw in. I would right, do, sled, do work, sled work with a 35-pound weight, uh, 10 to 12 sets at 15 to 20 yards with about are you pulling or pushing it pulling it pulling it is this the velocity decrement type yes of stuff? yes exactly yeah. and then uh another day where we would do like let's say we would do um 520s as fast as possible 540s as fast as possible and then we might do some strength work where we do uh 620s on a hill if anyone's interested a lot of times some of these things i throw out there i'm referencing articles that i know have been written and dane has read yeah around the science the velocity decrement one with the sled pull is very yeah important. so if anyone's like interested in like what to read like and go look at that stuff like 
how do I say it? Dane's super creative and super smart around this stuff, but he's also not a dummy, and he reads what people are doing and learns. I don't know if I'm not a dummy. <laughs> You're not a dummy. All right, can we do the? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Overrated, underrated. Yeah. Reverse oh. hyper. Oh damn! You're giving me these hard ones. You can you can say overrated in the concept of this video with the one month of training if you want to. Ooh, no, I would say it's underrated. I think All right. Yeah, I think the reverse hyper is underrated in, in regards to speed because what it can do for Dude, if you get an athlete who has a weak like really weak ass, weak lower back, weak hamstrings, they're not going to be fast. So in this S in in this and I I even think it's underrated in general. I think it's one of those lifts that I think Everybody should do way more frequently. All right. I originally, for the second one, I had the Nordic curl, but I'm not going to do it because okay. I know it's underrated already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to change it up here okay. with what it is. You ready for it? You ready? You ready? <laughs> I feel so much pressure. Single leg RDL. Damn. <laughs> underrated. Oh, my goodness. I, I feel like I'm letting you down. I, 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 I wanted I just, something... F- I want something controversial. You're like, yeah, everything. <laughs> you should use it more. This is how I would say it's overrated. Is like I see it on like men's health, and they people are doing like single leg RDLs with like ten pound plates. Oh, that's horrible. It's like, dude, load the shit up. Now, the only thing I will say is seventy pound dumbbell plus in each hand. Yeah, like make it happen. The only thing I will say is Chloe from Mobility Doc gave me hell. But then coached me up on my technique, and then by the time she was done coaching me up, I what, where your hips were like yeah, how? I was just rotating a bit much, and I always do I do always do that on my right side when I first start doing it. But that's also why I love. I it. wonder if that has something to do with the way your hamstring muscles actually are, and how you have to throw it to a balance issue because I well. walk this way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be go back to like that ratio of the muscles. John <laughs> was also like he also did use the fifties before he even warmed up. Yeah, very nice, Jason. Oh, I have another one ready to go. And then we have a bonus one. Jason's going to give it today. All right, you ready for this one? Yeah. I wanted to say the GHD machine, but I came up with a specific exercise on there. (laughs) That was exactly one that I was thinking. (laughs) Razor curls. Underrated. Oh, my goodness. Nobody uses them. Which one one did you want, Jason? All right. Dude, the the razor curl no one uses. It's so ridiculous. All right, glute ham raises then. Glute ham raises are... are, The glute ham is a great machine, but glute ham raises are... Say it. They're overrated. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Glute Glute ham raises are overrated for the sense that there are so many better movements that you can do on the GHD that are better and more rewarding and actually can train it it can train your posterior ch- chain in a better manner. So I think, you know, again, the, the machine's fantastic, but just doing a normal glute ham raise, it's like, dude, come on. That's what, that's what you use to warm up. If I want to increase strength or increase the way my posterior chain fires, I want to bend my knees. I want to round my back. I want to extend my back. I can do, I want to load it up with a bar and have freaking crazy shit happen all the time. Like I want to rotate a little bit more. You got to throw some things in and make it that the omnidirectional. Yeah, be creative. Exactly. So I think... Glute ham raises are overrated. You ready for uh, the pop culture one? Yeah. Overrated, underrated. Here we go. Tony Stark, Iron Man. Oh, man, that's a tough one because I've only ever seen the the 
the ones when we were in college. Oh, like Iron, Iron Man, Man and Iron, Iron Man, Man 2? 2, yeah. None of the Avengers stuff? No. So None like, of I Love You 3000 type of things? I, I think me... None like I'm your dad figure Spider-Man do you things? Want, you, do you want me to chime in? Yeah. I'm going to say overrated only because I know Hal, our, our, my, my, our good friend here at Garage Strength, Hal Huang, loves iron man and i just want to piss him off yeah you mean billion dollar batman <laughs> yes exactly that's that's part of where i was going with it uh even though batman was also extremely wealthy yeah that was like that's part of the reason why i, I never really liked so iron man. one of the things i like about iron man in comic form is he was actually a pretty like loathsome character at moments. Like they actually had him go through things and like be an adult, yeah. like dealing with alcoholism and stuff like that. And I thought like things like that are really cool stories. And I think, uh, I don't know so much if it was Tony Stark, but the way, uh, what's the actor's name? Is it Robert? Da- uh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. The way he plays Shit, the character. He was Iron Man. Yeah. The way Damn. he plays the character is like, so, like it's just believable like he was almost born to play the role type of thing so good there and also too when i said tony stark iron man you should have said ghostface well, killer the first person, completely when, underrated but when when you said that that was my first i mind. was hoping you were gonna go I, that way and then i started thinking about the album yeah and then i'm trying to go back through and i'm like <laughs> i'm going back through i had supreme clientele play it in the car <laughs> on the way here and i was trying to think of the movies because i was like trying to block that dude that's how my brain works so is like I get such triggered, like word triggering happens. I wanted to see where you went. So I like, I'm over on here and I'm trying to block this out of my mind because you were asking me about the actual movie, not the album and, and Ghostface and his Tony Starks. Uh Oh, conversation Conversation earlier. Dane, real quick, before (laughs) we go into the audience questions and everyone should join our discord and our subreddit, I'm pretty I'm reasonably active on the Discord recently. Yeah, I'm pretty active, so if you can actually yes. talk to me if you want. The reflexive strength movement you would do for that one month of training to hyper-focus, I, which one were you I thinking? I would really try to focus on, I would just do something as simple as drop a dumbbell, catch it, go into a dumbbell, snatch and a hip lock. So like the single leg RDL dumbbell yeah, drop simple, to hip lock. right into it. And it's like, That's really not that simple, but... But it's going to help with the start. And it's going to help you hold better posture when you're at 30, 40, 50 yards. And it hits your hamstring. for yeah, What is that? High speed. What is that new word? Uh, the like ratio coding? Rate, co- rate coding. Rate high coding. Speed. High speed. I'm yep. convinced reflexive strength movements. Is rate coding. Is rate coding. Yeah. I agree with you. So like that whole idea of like hypertrophic gains, like yeah. the muscle gets too big so it can't be athletic. Well, if you reflexive rate, strength and rate code it, it will fine. be fine. Yes. And- it will make the actin and myosin link stronger or it'll actually get it to happen. Cause that was, that's part of the issue is that when something, a muscle gets too hypertrophic, they, it, there's a hibernation of the actin myosin link that they're talking about. Yeah. But if it's trained at high speeds with these athletic movements, it's not happening. Yeah. We could get the triforce there. So it links up with Zelda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. All right. Discord. Steven Bell. How does conditioning list fit into the strength templates? How does, I guess, endurance work? How do you use it within the program? I mean, I could tell you right now, based off of, like, South Dakota State's wrestling program. You had a second place, I saw. Yeah, we had a guy get second and a guy get fifth. So they took eight and two of them All-American, which is huge. Uh, And they have the second most returning uh, team members. Good work, Dane. Thank you. 
Uh, and dude, we're trying to make it like this. I'm deep in the stew with how we're trying to make this way better for next year. Um, but basically right now they're in their off season, although there's a world team trial, the end of May is the main focus is they've got to do uh, LSD work. So once a week they have to do it themselves. They've got to go out for a run. They got to go out for a bike ride. They got to get on the assault bike for 45 minutes to an hour and try to keep their heart rate about like 150, maybe a little bit higher, but usually around 150 for that entire time. Uh, they have to do so that's on your own so let's say if you lift three or four days a week they're lifting uh four days a week as an option three they have to do they have one other day of high intensity work so let's say 15 to 20 minutes of 30 seconds on 30 seconds off or or it could be 40 seconds on 20 or it could be 20 seconds on 40 seconds off it could be tabatas whatever yeah um and then and then that would be at the end of of a practice uh, and it would be the day after their their harder leg lift. So it is a little tough. And then later in the week, we've got what we've sort of come up with is, you know, the coaches and I talking what we're calling a flow roll. So, okay, 30 minutes of like just sort of rolling and hitting positions, you know, five minutes we're working. But not neutral. getting into like the scramble yeah, we're or not, we're getting not going, into like fighting for the point. It's like an artistic scramble. Okay. It's so, like the Tai Chi yeah, type yeah, version Yeah, but of a it. little, maybe a little bit more intense than that. So okay. it's like, you know, 30 minutes or, all right, we're going to go seven minutes here. Then that's up. All right, seven minutes, work on your your best, you know, low single and you hit it and then you're finishing it. But it's going back and forth basically for, for that 30 minute time frame so that their heart rate does stay elevated 130 to 150 for 30 but minutes. Incredibly sport specific. Very sport specific. Yeah. So, um, and that's on that's on the day after their heavy upper body lift. That's a lot. Don't give too much away. Okay. The fifth place guy. What weight class? One forty one. All right. Good. I was because so it, it was forty one. It was forty one and one ninety seven. Yeah, and the ninety seven. I was like, no wonder that guy. We did had a heavyweight so well. that should that that lost in the blood round. I, Actually, well, there's three guys that lost in the blood round. My thought was, uh, you did. They did so well in the upper weights because I know all the experience you have training oh, an yeah, elite yeah, yeah, upper yeah. weight yeah. one. Well, that's that's their heavyweight. Do you have like three bands of programming yes. then too? Like yeah. the light guys, the heavy guys, the midweight guys. Yeah. All you, right. That's enough. Don't yeah. give it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Reddit. Shocking talking. Hi, I love the Masters of Sport. It's not the Masters of Sport anymore. It's the Garage Strength Podcast. <laughs> and I purchased periodization for sports performance. In the podcast episode on comprehension phase, Dane talks about how complexes of sets live in this phase. So comprehension phase, you can use complexes like how okay. Junior was doing what? Clean. Two box squats. clean, five front squats. And hold the jerk for seven seconds. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was so mad. <laughs> yeah. I'm a collegiate fencer, and I'm using the periodization model. Single I'm not sure squat, what to look for squat. when it comes to complexes. Um, I know you want it to be sport-specific. What comes to mind is on-the-minute sets or less, but yeah. I'm, I think they're asking about technical coordination okay. movements for this. Low but I'm not sure, low too sure how snatches. to – They're still asking to be creative with complexes when it comes to fences. Fencing, fencing. Uh, low, low hang stuff. I would do low hang stuff. There's a lot of work with you. They're almost their front leg is almost always in a flex position, pretty freaking deep. Yeah. And their back leg is almost fully extended. I would really try to hammer low hang snatches, low hang power snatches, uh, low hang cleans, low hang power cleans. Um, you could do one box power cleans, one box snatches. You say that stuff, and I think like more their upper body technical coordination movements if they're in that deep lunge 
I mean, the the PA press would help. The the thing is, is like they're they're so calf and like quad based. I'm thinking even maybe they may benefit more from reflexive movements. They would, yeah, like, they would. You used to have us do that, uh, the one, the Good Morning into the box into step. the box, yeah. Um, that would be the good. press into the step yes, too. The, the box, the, the or even the snatch into the box, the snatch step. or clean into a box. So, but for him, I I think those are too. I think they would be too too hard. The clean into a box or snatch into a box. All right, sorry. Let's yeah. just say so. With a low hang snatch into the box, you could do the reflexive strength movements. Yes. They would be good. Would you do them on the impulse day or the lower body power day? Impulse. All right. Yeah. You got a lot out of that shocking talking. Yeah, I mean, if, and if you listen to this, just comment in the Discord, and yeah, I won't see it, but Earl will. Garage strength. This come, this one's from Reddit on live. Though. He should okay. This oh, one's from Reddit. Reddit. Yeah. So I might see that. And 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 shocking should come on our live and ask. Shocking talking coming on the live. When is it? Fridays. What time? Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Tuesdays is a public live. Tuesdays. Fridays he could join. He could join the membership live, which is ten bucks okay. a freaking month. Dude, it's ten bucks a month. And you can it's like come two fifty a day. There's like sixteen for an hour. Now. Yeah, and you just get to ask a million questions and hang out. Man, that's less than it costs to like drink a beer. Yes, exactly. Like, or coffee from Starbucks. Yeah, like come on, people. Just like peak strength. Just like peak strength. Yeah, peak strength. Tell them about it, Dane. Head over to peakstrength.app, the Google Play Store, the Apple iOS Store. You can pick it up for seven free days of training and cancel it whenever you want during those seven free days if you don't like it the worst thing that you can do is nothing until next time peace later what's up what do you know what the average cost for a personal training session is with a professional personal trainer oh i bet it's probably like 60 bucks yeah repeat that question dane do you know what it is to like if you had a personal trainer, yeah, how much you would pay them to like work with you for an hour? Can I answer this honestly? Well, how much do you charge first? <laughs> well, you don't want to know what I charge now. Yeah, let me let me answer this honestly. <laughs> the only reason I know is because DJ just came back from Youth Worlds while I was at Pan Am's, and he's like, "Dude, we gotta talk." And I was like, "What? Like, what's going on?" He's like. Every other coach is charging almost like double what we're charging. And I was like, why? Like, we don't need to charge that much more. And he's like, dude. People are paying people it. People pay it. He's like, there's guys paying 60, 65 bucks an hour. Yeah. For for personal training. I, I was like, totally what? believe that because I charge it a, I charge an absurd amount when people email because I just don't want to do it. I, I like training people in a group setting. I would you come in and drop in for 20 bucks. People I'll train you. Who want personal training are used to spending money on things they want yeah that's true and when they want something they they'll just throw money at yeah, it they'll go and they get it so you can get an average personal trainer with no ex with very little experience for 60 bucks an hour or the peak strength uh, yeah, you get yeah. The peak strength for 40 bucks 40 for bucks month? and with it's, all of our programs, and it's legitimately based off 20 workouts yeah garage yeah. strength dane's What's been going on? Yeah, this is a pretty good plug here. And it keeps, how do I say it? There's a lot of things in the background that are going in to improve it based off and feedback the, and yeah. information that's data that's being gathered. Better. So it's just, just keep that better. in mind, everybody. 60 bucks a day for a personal trainer or $2.50 a day Yeah, with peak strength. Make it happen. Peace. Later. Yeah.